0: Hello everyone, this is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. Every year when the Catholic Church celebrates Christmas, there are actually four Masses that are celebrated, depending on what time Mass is being celebrated. There's the Vigil Mass, celebrated the night before Christmas, on Christmas Eve. There's the Mass at night, more often than not celebrated at midnight. There's the Mass at dawn, usually the earliest Mass that a parish celebrates on Christmas morning. And then there is the Mass during the day. And each of these Masses has a different set of prayers that are prayed, and a different set of readings and Gospel readings that are proclaimed. The Vigil Mass has the genealogy of Jesus and the annunciation of the angel to St. Joseph. The Vigil Mass has the genealogy of Jesus and the annunciation to St. Joseph. The Midnight Mass is perhaps the most familiar, as most priests will retreat behind the Midnight Mass for all of these readings, and that has the Gospel reading about the journey to Bethlehem and the angels announcing the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. The Gospel for the Mass at dawn picks up right where the Midnight Mass Gospel leaves off. The angels having just left the shepherds, the shepherds now go and visit and see the newborn Jesus in the manger. And the Mass during the day, the Gospel reading is the beginning of the Gospel of John that begins, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and goes on to say, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now, as I mentioned a second ago, a lot of priests in parishes tend to retreat behind the Midnight Mass readings. But I actually think it's important to do the different readings and do the different Masses depending on when you celebrate Mass for Christmas, because each of these readings, and especially the Gospel, gives the story of Christmas and the meaning of Christmas from different perspectives that are right there in the Scriptures themselves. And it reminds us that Christmas is not just the story of a baby born in a manger, but it is the story of the fulfillment of a promise. And each of these Gospel readings, and indeed all the readings of each of these Masses, gives a different perspective on the one feast we celebrate on Christmas. And we are a world in need of perspectives and new perspectives, even when it comes to this Holy Day and this Holy Season that we celebrate First of all, sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves, because I'm reminded of the movie A Christmas Story from the early 80s that has since become a Christmas classic about Ralphie wanting his BB gun, and on the day of Christmas, when he and his brother are diving into the presents and beginning to open, an adult Ralphie in the narration declares, Christmas had come, officially. We plunged into the cornucopia, quivering with desire and the ecstasy of unbridled avarice. And it's funny because for so many, if not the majority of people, Christmas is a time when we get things. Even when we are giving, there's at least a tacit expectation of getting. Ergo the practice of a gift exchange, and even then it is usually with people we know, family, friends, colleagues. Young children eagerly await the annual ritual of sitting on Santa's lap and telling him what they want for Christmas, what they hope to get from the jolly old Saint Nick on Christmas morning. And sometimes there is an experience of sadness and or disappointment when Santa does not deliver exactly what they asked for and the worry that the requirement of being good was not entirely fulfilled. For some, the consumer's perspective is something that is neither charming nor all that laughable. This year, as in many years, we see an onslaught of shoppers on the new first day of shopping, which is not Friday, but Thanksgiving, when in lieu of gathering to prepare a meal, workers prepared and shoppers camped out in order to obtain the latest in technology or fashion, and this on a day before a Friday popularly referred to as black. We've seen headlines in the past such as mall mayhem, brawls, man stabbed over parking spot, shopper kicked out of Walmart for filming a fight, Man attacked walking home with big screen. Shoppers trembled in race for $49 tablet. Salvation Army kettles stolen. Woman pulled stun gun in argument over Walmart shopping cart. All these are symptomatic of the unbridled avarice made fun of in A Christmas Story. A consumerism that grips the culture at this time every year. And they are symptomatic of a nation that has ceased to impose, yes, impose, the old values that served previous generations so well. As one op-ed writer put it, the dark night is rising, but it is not a Batman movie. In the midst of all these, over the previous Advent season of frantic Christmas shopping, another more sobering headline read simply, Little Boy's Christmas Wish is for Santa to give him fingers. Our world is in need of new perspectives that bring us back to basics. What a contrast that would be to the frenzied headlines we see and the eager but edgy crowds we encounter during this pre-Christmas Advent shopping spree. How different Christmas would be if we looked to the higher light of the season. If we ask the simple question, How would Jesus want us to celebrate his birthday? What if we began to move away from seeing Christmas as a time for getting and saw it as a time for giving? And not just to those we know, but to those whom we do not know, those who are poor and alone. What if families, for at least one Christmas, decided that this year we will not receive gifts, but give gifts? Not gifts to each other, but gifts to poor families, those who are in need, those who are alone. What if for at least one Christmas, parents encouraged their children when they sat on Santa's lap not to ask Santa for presents they want to receive, but asked Santa to give them something to a poor child who does not have as much, and parents and we grown-ups know how Santa delivers on such requests. What if... For one Christmas, families decided that they were not going to go to the crowded mob scene known as the Christmas Vigil slash Children's slash Family Mass because the purpose is to get Mass out of the way, but rather decided that, as a new tradition, as a family, they would introduce their children to the Midnight Mass in which we celebrate Christmas at the time Jesus was born in a Mass at night. Or, better yet, since we know the children are going to get up early on Christmas anyway, as a family, you decide to take your children first to the early morning Mass at dawn at your church, in which we put Jesus first on this day of excitement over the opening of presents, and that we don't open presents until we've first gone to Mass, and then we'll open the presents when we get home, after we have breakfast together as a family. How different that would be from the perspectives of the unbridled avarice satirized in A Christmas Story, from the pre-Christmas frenzy we hear so much about in the news year after year. People and nations must be ruled by something. Either it is God who calls us to something higher, or by secular laws that control our animal nature. Christmas is a good time for new perspectives and to getting back to basics. And I find that expressed very eloquently in the closing lines of my favorite Christmas movie, which I'm sorry to say to those who are diehard fans, it is not It's a Wonderful Life. But rather, it's a film called The Bishop's Wife with David Niven, Loretta Young, and Cary Grant, obviously about an Episcopalian bishop, a married bishop. And at the end of the movie, he comes forth to give his Christmas sermon, And it is those words that help us bring us back to that new perspective of an old basic, an old basic viewpoint and perspective of Christmas. Today I'm going to tell you the story of an empty stocking. Once upon a midnight clear, a child's cry was heard. A blazing star hung over a stable, and wise men came bearing gifts. We have not forgotten that night over the centuries. We celebrate it still with stars hung over a Christmas tree and with gifts, but especially with gifts. You give me a book, I give you a tie. Aunt Marta has always wanted an orange squeezer. Uncle Henry could use a new pipe. We forget no one, adult or child, and all the stockings are full. All that is except one. And we have even forgotten to hang it up. It's the stocking for the child born in a manger. It's his birthday we're celebrating. Let us never forget that. And let us ask ourselves what he would wish for most. And let, let each put in his share. Loving kindness, warm hearts, and a stretched out hand of tolerance all the shining gifts to make peace on Earth.